Win big in 2021 with Rotoballer.com's MLB Premium Pass. Rotoballer's Premium DFS package includes 15 exclusive tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, our lineup optimizer, and so much more to help you win big. You can get access to our premium Slack channel where we chat about some of our favorite plays and strategy right up until lineups lock. For a limited time, get your MLB Premium Pass for 50% off. Use my promo code CATCHER for another 10% discount. It's a real win-win. Strike them out, throw them out. Just visit rotoballer.com slash radio. Sign up today and start rotoballing like a boss. Hello, welcome to episode 20, the big 2-0 of the Catcher's Corner. Um, I'm your host, Eric Samolski, joined as always by my co-host, Sammy Ackley. Sammy, our baby is almost old enough to drink. I was about to doing? say, when can we get our first beer? <laughs> I know maybe, we got to uh, do. We got to get at least one more in this maybe, year. Maybe because of our, our collective failures this year in fantasy, we might need some shots. Listen, yeah. I am going to place in our home league. Well, um, and at the end of the day, I you know scratch and claw, and as I can say that, and that's all that matters. Well, so, so I, I'm I'm auditioning. I'm in audition phase. I'm, yeah, I'm just try a bunch of guys out. And then, you know, I actually put out a tweet today, was, you know, because you know I'm a, I'm a Twitter voyeur. I don't really yeah. engage on Twitter. Uh, but I had Joe Ryan going today, um, and he got a comebacker off of Miles Straw to the wrist. And I was like, this is just my love. I actually tweeted out the Pro Football Doc. I was like, Pro Football Doc, <laughs> this is one of my guys for next year. What's going on? Yeah. You're like, can, can I keep him? What, help, what are we doing? Help me make a decision here. Uh, yeah. All good. Well, We've got somebody else that can help you make decisions. Uh, we're joined by a fellow roto baller, uh, Frank Amarante. Frank, how you doing? What's going on? Feeling good. Feeling good here on this Tuesday night. Talk some uh, fantasy baseball. Help you uh, win that, uh, like catch everyone in the roto standings or win that matchup if you play head to head. Yeah, this is this is the time of year where, like, when my friends who are in head to head leagues, I'm like, I kind of envy the head-to-head at this part because i feel like everybody still has a little bit of a chance like if you if you snuck in you're like Mm -hmm. you know i can get hot for three weeks and maybe i take this thing home where you know in the roto league that sammy and i are in and in a lot of like the nfbc things i'm in i'm just like i'm gonna claw my way as high as i can but first is has been out of reach for like a month yeah that's the thing with those that make it less fun but it is the fairest way to for sure see the winner but yeah yeah Overall, Frank, you happy with the year you've had or, you know, with your teams? Uh, it was okay. Like in one of my big home leagues, I just got knocked out. It's head-to-head. In the draft champions on NFBC, I'm in third. But like, just like with you, you know, it's like I've been there for like three months. It's tough to catch first. Yeah. TGFBI fourth. So it's been okay, but I could do better. I need need a bounce back next year. It was It was weird that like – I did TGFBI for the first time last year and I finished like 21st overall. And then this year I was doing way more like content and research. And I think I'm like 160. And it's like, it's kind of like, <laughs> you guys, oh, you put it, you put in more time and then you just really crap the bed yeah. on that one. What, what, are you guys talking about like TGI Fridays? What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, but, that's called the, uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational. So it's an industry. Oh, so it's like, it's like a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge league uh, run by Justin Mason, who puts it together. He's one of the content creators in fantasy baseball, uh, friends with fantasy benefits and fan graphs too. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's like 
several leagues of what 12 or 15 and then there's yeah. an overall winner it's just it's for Jesus. charity it's for charity but it's like a uh, good friendly competition even fans can join too not just yeah. uh, writers well and sammy you you've now you've had a baseball podcast for does a year mean, so i feel like maybe mean, that qualifies you does this mean that i get in like you get in like, you can submit, like, a, submit that application i'm gonna be like a huge like you know dork you know but is this like a harry potter thing where i get like a like an owl that drops like an invitation <laughs> into my window. Yeah, flies. Like invited to the TGIF, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> that, what it is? that scene where they all all those letters just fly like, in just repeatedly. Like, I know the that's window. a dorky thing that. to say, but like yeah. you know, my daughter likes that stuff. But like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. You're in. Right. You're in. You're you're in. Those movies you're in are next those year. You just apply. You're in. Yeah, <laughs> Sammy. Oh, I can't wait, Sammy. It's gonna be great for you. I I um, I, I predict bad showings. No, you never know. Um, so what we're going to do today is basically just look at some guys who are off to some hot starts in September. As Frank pointed out, it's the end of uh, most Roto seasons and head-to-head seasons. Um, so if you are still in it, if you're still in a head-to-head playoffs, if you're still climbing up your Roto standings, um, trying to win it or trying to you know improve your place, get a little extra cash, uh, we're going to talk to you about some of the guys who have been on some hot stretches uh, lately and whether or not we believe in them. So we're going to jump right in with potentially the hottest hitter in, in baseball. Certainly the hottest hitter on our list right now. And that's Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who coming into Tuesday night's action in the month of September was hitting 435 with five home runs, 26 RBIs, and 15 runs scored. Frank, he's been a fantasy asset in the past. You think, is he a guy you're buying into for the end of this season? Oh, absolutely buying into Lourdes Gurriel. If we even take that further and look at his slash at uh, post-All-Star break, he's slashing 333, 406, 579. So 579 slugging, nine home runs, you know, 44 RBIs and only 49 games. Like you said, he was an asset coming in. People liked his ability to hit for, for power along with a solid average. And that Jays lineup is just a total freight train right now. Like, Scoring, I think, over 50 runs in their last four games was the exact amount. Insanity. It's just insane. And so absolutely buying into Lourdes Gurriel. He's a must start right now. And I played him in DFS tonight. Which is – and it's funny. You played him in DFS tonight, and I started Jose Barrios, and that freight train has zero runs. Yeah. That's, that's, always, that's always the way it goes. The way it goes. <laughs> Uh, Sammy, I know you've you know you've kicked around Lourdes Gurriel in our leagues in the past. Is he a guy that that you would be? I mean, he's probably owned in a lot of leagues, but is he somebody you would make sure you're getting in the lineup all the time, not kind of playing matchups? You're just gonna set it and forget it with him right now, dude. Anybody in like like Frank just said, anybody in that Jays lineup right now, like if there is a drop or an ounce of talent in that bat, you're 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 starting that person. I like I le- I legit have Vlad and Tioscar and. I swear to God, I told my brother yesterday, I was like, we got to get T. Oscar next year. That lineup is insane. Um, so, yeah. I, and, you know, he's been, he's been, you know, he's shown flashes of, you know, stretches where he can completely take over uh, on a week-to-week basis. Like, we've seen long stretch. So, this isn't, like, something that's out of the blue, like some crazy, you know, flash. But this is something he can do, be, get get on a streak and, and just carry you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know normally we're thinking like, oh, if a guy's hitting seventh in the order, eighth in the order, there's fewer RBI potentials, you know, and, and all of this aspect that's traditional in baseball. But 
he hits seventh in the order. He hits behind Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Corey Dickerson. I mean, they're always guys on base. Hence the you know 26 RBIs that we were talking about in the month of September, which is crazy because <laughs> it's September 14th right now, and he has 26 RBIs this month, which is bananas. It's crazy. I mean, um, what else can you say? Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing else to say. Set it and forget it with him. Um, another guy who's been useful in the past, not owned in as many leagues right now, uh, was recently activated off the IL, is Lorenzo Kane. Uh, Lorenzo Kane in the month of September is hitting 346 with two home runs, eight RBIs, six runs, two stolen bases. Sammy, is there a world in which you are actively trying to add Lorenzo Kane? Uh, this is this is tougher than the Guriel one uh, because it's like he had a month this year where he ha- he did something similar. I forgot if it was June or July where he had a similar month where he kind of like you know showed some power out an outbreak of power that came out of like. But it's just hard for me to get by. But I mean, like if you're desperate, right? Like if you're in, if you're locked in, and you're trying. To, to place or you're you're in a head-to-head matchup and you know you you're gonna put in a claim I mean you gotta do what you gotta do I mean desperate measures call for desperate time you know desperate times call for de- desperate measures so to speak so I mean I don't really believe in it but I'm, I'm yeah. jumping in Fra- Frank is this like he has two stolen bases in his last nine games so are you adding him just if you need steals or are you adding him if you need an outfield bat well, if you're playing in an on-base percentage format, I'm looking at his September, and he's he's walked six times with only five strikeouts, and he's got a 4.69 OBP. So he gets even a bit of a bump there, just the way he's getting on base. But he'll chip in a little bit of steals. Obviously, we're not as excited about him as we are with Gurriel, just because, like you said, Kane hits at the bottom of the order. So he's he's just like a more of a lukewarm, solid pickup. Like he had a bit of power, some speed, but he's not someone I'm I'm super excited about. I mean, he, yeah. he batted 438 in July. That was the month, for, but but that right. was only across 16 at bats, right? And he's and batting he 46 in in September, October. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, okay. Yeah, I will say if you if you look at his rolling breakdowns on Statcast, I mean, everything is pretty much straight up since the start of September, a lot of that is because like, you know, the expected batting average was down at like 160 coming into September. So straight up, you know, doesn't exactly put you in in the highest of highs. We've seen him do it before. It is a good lineup. It's a good home park. Uh, Frank, to your point, he's not hitting leadoff anymore. I mean, we know in the past, Lorenzo Cain has been the leadoff hitter who gets you runs and steals. But I think given given the bats and the order around him and given that he's had a track record of success, he's a guy that I would be looking to pick up more so than maybe some of the names we're going to get to later on, some of these younger outfielders. But I'm not expecting old school Lorenzo Kane. The stolen bases are nice, but I, I don't think you're going to get a ton of them. Dude, he's got a 269 ISO in September. Yeah. Lorenzo Kane. Yeah. This is why baseball is maddening, dude. Yeah. Baseball is the worst sport in the history of mankind because of this. This this is this sample size right here. This 269 in September by a guy who has no power whatsoever is like, where where is this coming from? Why yeah. is this happening? 
And I, yeah. I will say, you know, if you look at September, I mean, he's got a couple games against the Giants that rounded out the month, but it's the Cardinals, it's the Phillies, it's the Indians. It, you know, unless he got Wheeler, and I'm, I'm looking at the game log, I'm not looking at every single starting pitcher that he was facing, but unless he got Wheeler, there's not any arm in there that you're looking at as, as being an, a truly dominant starting pitcher, which enables him to probably rack up some of these performances that you're talking about frank would you rather have lorenzo kane or the next guy on our list who is also an outfielder who's been up and down in performance over the years which is ian happ who's hitting 404 in september with five home runs 11 rbis eight runs and one stolen base if you're adding one who is it this one is interesting to me you know, Ian Happ had that po- prospect pedigree that always makes him interesting. Yep. We look at his profile, like he's been pretty hot lately. We look since the All-Star break, uh, for even going back to that, like he's uh, slashing 275, 328, 562 slug, 13 home runs, chipped in two steals. Uh, he's sitting in a better spot in the order. I know he's not going to get you so many steals. Like Kane has more speed upside, obviously, than Happ. But I like Cap's power, and yeah. if especially if you're playing in OBPs, definitely gets a big bump compared to average because he, he walks at a decent clip. I'd rather go with Ian Hap just because of his power. I mean, I, yeah. I'd also I'd also second Hap on this. Uh, also, for you know, depending on what platform folks are using, his multi-positional eligibility is also a key here, right? Like he's got, I think he's got you know second base, he's got third base. In Yahoo, he's definitely got third base and second base. So that you can literally and outfield, you can literally play him anywhere in your lineup at this point, uh, yeah. and and can get some solid production. It only took him five months to get a solid production for those who, right. who drafted him. But I mean, here we are in half, yeah. you know, splurge. And that's why he's still he's in the high sixties in percent ownership based on Yahoo. Um, and again, we know that depends on a lot of leagues. I mean, in a lot of the deeper leagues, he's obviously owned. Um, or in leagues where most people are still in and, and churning because he's been really good over the last month. I I will jump on the train with, with you both on this. I think the big thing for me is the strikeout percentage has gone down. Uh, he's you know 23% of the time. The, the K rate is 23% in September, which again, we're talking a small sample size, but we've seen this before with Hap, when he can get the strikeout rate under control, the results follow. And when the strikeout rate is in the mid-30s, then everything else kind of plummets. And I see no reason why he's not in the lineup every day till the end of the year, given what else is in that Chicago lineup. And he's hitting third, as Frank mentioned. I so, mean, I wish I could ask Ian Happ, you know, why he couldn't do this for me in May or June. <laughs> you know, you know if, if we can get him on the pod and be like, yo, my man, you know, I spent a uh, pretty sizable draft capital on you. What's going on? I think it was because you cut him and the guy who's in first picked him up and Ian Happ just wanted to win was right. basically what it I came down that. to. Yeah. Just I, tell wanted my wife, to I tell my wife that all the time. You know, yeah. She should have picked somebody where she could win. That's true. <laughs> uh, we've got one more veteran outfielder to throw in the mix. Uh, Andrew Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi over the month of September hitting 354 with three home runs, 15 RBI and four runs. He's been hitting cleanup for the Royals. Sammy, Ian Hopper, Andrew Benintendi. 
Uh, I'm gonna go with Ian Happ on this over Benintendi. I, you know, I, I I like more of the power profile on Ian Happ. I think that's more of a realistic, you know, uh, you know, indicator. Like I can I can project that a little bit more so than on Benintendi. I also don't like the ballpark that Benintendi's in. Um, and you know, I think those lineups are equal. You know, uh, you know, the, he's got Sal Perez. Benson's got Sal Perez, and you know, who knows who else? Uh, you know, Whit Merrifield, right? And you know, the Cubs have you know Contreras, and sh- you know, I'm not gonna let me not undercut. I'm not gonna say his name. Coming up later. Wisdom, coming Patrick, up later. The great Patrick <laughs> Wisdom with a home run tonight. Sure. So I mean, I, you know, but I'm gonna go with the guy I think that can provide consistent production. I, I love Ben. I've always liked Benton's speed profile. If you're looking for seeds, I, I think he can give you, you know, help in that category if you're kind of judging to. I guess this is all based on, hey, what are we looking for? What do you need to kind of vault you to wherever you need to go? So, you know, if you're looking for power, I would stick with Hap. If you're looking for some speed help, you know, and, you know, if you're in an average league, then, you know, Benintendi would be somebody that I would consider over him. So, Frank, let's let's flip that. If it's Lorenzo Kane or Benintendi, who are okay. you – who are you – trying to add that for me it's got to be ben attendee in that yeah. situation simply because he's hitting in a more prime spot in the order kane at the bottom ben attendee right in the heart of it and ben attendee look like he's hitting he's hit three home runs in his last five games and there's four out of those five are multi-hit games he's red hot right now i'd rather go ben attendee yeah i think ben attendee's hit tool is a little bit more consistent at this point you know since he's younger so I think, you know, the 354 average, I think that he's gotten so far. I think that's, you know, while it's not – nobody can hit 354, right? But, like, I mean, hey, he is he, – he can put bat to ball, right? And I think the, I think the speed skills are a little bit more, um, you know, are fresher with Ben Attendee. Say, hey, like, this is a younger guy that could probably, you know – and they do like to steal bases. Kansas City does like to run their guys. So, you know, if you had to pick between those two, definitely Ben Attendee. Yeah, I always I I kind of agree with all of you guys on the order being Hap Benintendi Kane. I've always rooted for this guy. I feel like he fell off out of nowhere. I mean, he right. really was strong for the Red Sox early on. I don't entirely know where it went wrong, so I am hopeful that he can that he can get it back. I will say that you know if you're looking at the rolling average exit velocity velocity on Statcast again since like the beginning middle of August, his exit velocity is back to where it was like in you know some of his hot stretches in 2019 um when he was really good in 2018 so maybe you you get your fingers crossed frank talked a little bit about the home runs maybe you get your fingers crossed that he's figuring out a little bit more of that swing he's 27 years old maybe he's kind of like rekindling a little bit of the confidence that he had um I don't know that he's ever going to be the pro- the player that we thought he could be. So he's not going to be Ted Williams. Started. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be Ted Williams, dude. Because um, that was the comp, that, I mean, not the comp, but like he was supposed to be the next yeah. Red Sox great. I know. Like, yeah. he he's not going to be Ted Williams. He's not, champ, like he's not going to be Jacoby Ellsbury. He's not. <laughs> you know. I mean, look. He. I mean, in 2017, 2018. I mean, he was a 280 hitter with you know 2020 profile, and then. The power, you know, kind of went down and down and down. It's it's bumped up a little bit more now, which is also intriguing because he's in Kaufman, which is not really as good as, as Fenway. 
Right. Um, and the speed went from, you know, 20 to stolen bases, 20 stolen bases. He got eight this year. So maybe he finishes with 10 again. Um, so, you know, it's not as exciting. Sadly, yeah. you know, he's a 270, you know, 2010 guy, which is currently what I'm looking at with Dylan Carlson right now, who I expected to kind of be a little bit more than that. And he's not running either. So, so who knows? I mean, yeah. this is what we're talking about with these prospect guys. We never really know where they're going to settle in. We got another outfielder, younger guy, um, was a hot prospect back in the day with the Blue Jays. Everybody dreamed on the athleticism. There hasn't really been any MLB production, but Anthony Alford is starting regularly with Pittsburgh now in the month of September. He's hitting 276 with four home runs, six RBIs, six runs, two stolen bases. Frank, if you're in a swing for the fences position would you rather take a shot on a guy like anthony alford over say lorenzo kane or do you think this is like a a hot week week and a half and there's not really any sustaining mlb talent here well this that's an interesting question because you know we're seeing some uh power and speed profile out of anthony alford but i want to give a word of caution i'm looking at his his overall line and he's like during his time with the Pirates, he's put up a 44.7% strikeout rate, which is astronomical. So he's striking all that much. I know he was a prospect a while ago, but he's been in the he's been up and down the big leagues. He's barely played really, and he you know it, it's like a flash in the pan. I think I think I'd rather go with Kane, even though it's more of a swing for the fence with Alfred, and I would need a big bump uh he'd hurt me too much in average i think yeah he's a guy i i wish i mean you talk about the strikeout rate he's got elite speed i wish he would get on base even like at a mild straw clip because then that that's easily a 20 25 stolen base guy who has power in the bat but to your point you know 44.7 percent strikeout rate 6.4 percent walk rate on the year, um, even with the hot month, I mean, in half a month, yeah. uh, it's really been boosted by just a couple of big games. And then there's a lot of offers mixed right. in there. I also think that once you get to this point in the year, I think, you know, um, I think it's okay to take shots like a- on Anthony Alford earlier in the season. Like, but right now you really need to kind of hone in on, you know, stability, you know, you know, a stable skill set that, you know, is that you know is real, you know, and because and and that's usually veteran guys. So, you know, taking a shot on somebody like Anthony Alford, you know, at this point is really kind of hey, you know, taking a chance here that you, you come up empty um, right. because you know you're, those other teams may be scooping up the veteran guys, you know, looking for the stability, right? Yeah. And I will say just just looking at his, yeah, I agree with you guys, but I know you know looking at his you know Fangraphs page. You know, he has decreased that strikeout rate. You know, Frank, you mentioned that he was at 55%. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think like in, in 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 May or something like that, and in June it was like 50. And I think now he's down to 29%. Uh, the walk rate is still pitiful. It's like 3.2%. But, you know, who, maybe, you know, he's figuring something out in terms of, hey, maybe I lay off some pitches. But, um, again, I agree with you guys. I'll stick with the veterans. Yeah. Uh, also, he's shockingly 27. I – 
I guess because he was he's kind of been up and down and up and down, and there were years where he was on the periphery and not called up. But I, I'm surprised that he's Benintendi's age, Hap's age. Um, obviously, we have a much longer track record of, of sustained su- success with those guys. Um, another guy who has position eligibility that varies depending on your platforms um, is Frank Swindell, who is first base outfield in Yahoo, where he is surprisingly 70% rostered. So it's actually more than Ian Happ, more than Andrew Benintendi, obviously more than Lorenzo Cain. Um, in the month of September, Schwindel is hitting 422 with five home runs, 14 RBIs, nine runs. Frank, if you had Frank Schwindel, is this a set it and forget it, plug it in your lineup and not take him out kind of guy? Or do you would you be keeping your eye on his performance and cutting him loose or benching him if he starts to kind of falter? I think right now you just have to fire him up. Like look at his look at his strikeout rate. It's sixteen point seven percent, yet he has twelve home runs and only like 174 plate appearances. So that's anytime you see someone showing that power upside and not really striking out much, that's pretty impressive. And this being what this is like like before he's he's barely played ever in that in the big leagues. Maybe he's one of these quad A hitters that just come up and start mashing and he's he's legit. I think you just gotta ride ride the wave with him. I write a streamers article for Rotoballer and I find like I've put him in there at least like three times in, over the last month or so so yeah i think you got to ride it with him yeah he he showed power potential when he was with kansas city um in triple a in the past he hit uh 17 home runs or sorry 23 home runs across multiple levels in 2017 24 home runs in 2018 um 2019 uh, a little bit less but there, there was some power in that bat so to your point and and average uh it's not totally coming out of nowhere as we mentioned he's 75 percent rostered so most leagues he's not going to be out there but i do think to sammy to the point that you were making at this point of the year sometimes people try to veer toward the established guy that they right. know they can count on and if i have an andrew benintendi and i have um a frank swindell or maybe i have like a joey Votto who's hit a little bit of a cold stretch or i have a frank swindell I'm going to say at the first sign of Swindell, you know, faltering, I'm going to bench him and put in the established veteran. And to Frank's point, maybe that's not the path. Are you also saying this guy has earned his runway right now? I I think this is the kind of guy that you, I'm with Frank on this. Uh, you know, I, I would stick with him um, right now. But, you know, again, like this time of year, dude, it's like, it's literally like, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> it's like, First time in trouble, yeah. But I mean, last month he hit six home runs. You know, so it's right. like this is like a carryover. And, you know, so to me, it, this is different from like the Anthony Alfred situation where, you know, this, this dude, Alfred just explodes in a week and he's got like, you know, or a couple weeks and he's got like four home runs, whatever. But Frank has kind of done this, you know, this is a continuation. So this isn't something where like, oh, it's coming out of nowhere. We actually have some. Uh, predictable numbers or numbers that we can use to, 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 you know, to, to look at, you know, production and say, Hey, what can we expect? Um, I would, I would stick with Frank uh, and he wouldn't be an Anthony Alpha type, but I, I'm actually more intrigued in the fact that he looks exactly like uh, Kyle Hendricks. 
uh, the, I feel like they're doppelgangers for some reason. Does he? And like, why? Well, to me, I always get confused. I always think Kyle Hendricks is up at the plate oh, when I see Frank Swindell. Yeah. Like, I'm all like, that's what he would look Maybe like. Maybe Frank Swindell has been pitching as Kyle Hendricks <laughs> all year. Which would explain so, so much. Right. And, so like, much. I'm very interested in how the Cubs have found guys like this, late bloomers, like the Patrick Wisdoms, the Frank Swindells. Yeah. Uh, and and they've been able, you know, to kind of I don't know, you know, maybe hone their skills or maybe kind of hey, you know, figure something out in their profiles. Um, but you know, he's different than Anthony Alford. You know, he's not kind of a swing, you know, swing for the fences type deal. This is a guy that that's shown that he's done it, you know, for at least a month or so. Yeah, I I think what's interesting is like the Patrick Wisdom and you know Frank Swindell. It goes to what you were saying what you're doing in fantasy right now is like auditioning guys, right? Right. You're not competing this year. We're, we're in a keeper league. You're just right. trying to audition guys to see who's who can yeah. stick. You know, Swindell was on waivers in July when the Cubs picked him up, the, the A's waived him. So it's like, Hey, why not? We'll see what this guy can do. He's had some track record in the past. Same thing. Wisdom was a little, was a Cardinals cast off. Like let's, let's see why not. Yeah. Um, and some kind, sometimes those guys stick and, you know, that's why I would I would encourage people, even if you're not in it right now, right? If you keep churning guys on the waiver wire and and you know you have the investment to see it what that guy is like. Obviously, if he's on your team, you're paying more attention to his stats. And then going into next year, you're like, oh, you know what? I had Frank Schwindel for the last two months of the season, so I was kind of plugged into what he was doing. It might not be as fluky as people thought. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Schwindel on the wire like at multiple times throughout the year. Um, you know, people have picked him up, intrigued by the power profile, dropped him when he's gotten a little cold. You know, obviously now he's on a you know on a bit more of a sustained run. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily he's the kind of guy that I would invest in next year. I think this is the kind of guy that just comes out of nowhere for a year and kind of like does something insane for you, and then it's like, oh, next year he'll revert back to like maybe batting 220 and you know with no power. Yeah. See, I, I will say, and I, we're we're spending way much longer on Frank Swindell than I thought we would <laughs> we would. But I I think there are guys like this. You know, he's 29 years old, so he's not young, but he's not totally over the hill yet. Yeah, he is a he is a career 285 hitter in the minor leagues, who's shown 20 25 home run power multiple seasons. I don't know that he's going to get a shot. I mean, the Cubs are like a you know singularly bad team right now after they traded everybody on their roster. But he's the kind of guy where if he gets a if he gets a chance, you know, it's not like he was some bum in the minor leagues. I mean, he yeah. put up consistent you know stat lines. So why not? I mean, he could you know be a CJ Crone type of of bat for you where you're just going to get 280. I mean, fewer home runs maybe. But you and know, that, 280, 20, 25 home runs. And and that's rosterable. Right. Yeah. Right. It it's super rosterable. Yeah. Um another guy who is has kind of done this before, has has some hot streaks. He was an old Cubs prospect. Um, it's Heimer Candelario. He's rostered in only 34% of Yahoo leagues right now. Um, so more more widely available. He's hitting 302. In September, with four home runs, thirteen RBIs, and ten runs, I know I've done this dance in the past. Mm-hmm. Frank, are you are you 
dancing with Heimer Candelario right now, or is this somebody you're just leaving on the wires? And if you I'm, did dance, what kind of dancing would it be and to what soundtrack? Which I think is the most important thing. Uh, I am dancing with Candelario right now. You know, uh, I'm not sure the type of soundtrack. <laughs> maybe some Latin music, you know. There we go, baby. Some, uh, Maybe, maybe some salsa, some merengue. Maybe, so it's like a, yeah, it's maybe like a some tango. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but if you look at Candelario since the All-Star break, he ranks 21st in all of baseball in in Wolba, and he's right like he's right behind Vlad Jr. and Sal Perez. So he's hitting really well, even in a longer uh, sample compared to September. He's slashing 294, 357, 557 during that span. And he's only striking out at 19.5% of the time. Looking like a solid bat that could provide you with some uh, a bit of power and, and a solid average. So definitely firing him up right now. And he should definitely be rostered in more leagues. Maybe it's the fact that he plays on Detroit. Or maybe it's how he doesn't have a lot of speed. Or if ain't no speed, really. But I'm not sure. But he has to be rostered in more leagues. Yeah. I And I think Detroit is a little bit of a, a frisky offense. I mean, they've they've gone on a little cold stretch at times, but you know, they they have some bats in there that can that can do some damage. They're not obviously going anywhere near like what we're seeing out of Toronto, but they're not a they're not a pushover. The and that's Robbie why you're Grossman. seeing what's up? The great Robbie Grossman. Uh, he's <laughs> he has been great. He has been yes, great. Yes, he has. Um, you know, and then Jonathan Scope has his moments, Eric Haas when he's in the lineup, you know, Miggy fluctuates and you know he had a really hot stretch over the summer he's cooled down a little bit but you know there there are guys they can they can hang five six seven runs on a team um and you know that's why you're seeing in the month of september double digit rbis and run totals i think he's a guy that can be useful you know first base and third base in yahoo so there is a little bit of that positional flexibility as well another trade candidate or uh, a guy who got an opportunity because of trade is Lane Thomas. Um, and I'm actually just going to give the stats since Lane Thomas was traded to the nationals at the trade deadline. He's hitting 293 with four home runs, 16 RBIs, 18 runs scored and two stolen bases. He's hitting lead off for them. Sammy. Yes. There's not much in this lineup besides Juan Soto. And I guess, at times, Josh Bell, when he shows up, I do you think that Lane Thomas, yes. cons- considering he's hitting leadoff, should be yes. rostered? Yes. yes, 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 yes. I like this dude, man. I think this is a situation in which, you know, the Cardinals just had like an abundance of talent there on the off. Like, you know, that, you know, I'm not saying Harrison Bader's a great, but, he, you know, Harrison Bader was getting starts, right? And then they had Justin Williams and they've got Tyler O'Neill and they've got like, all of these guys that, that played in the outfield that they couldn't shove them in there. And I think now you're starting to see um, a situation where, and you know, St. Louis did have intentions of making the playoffs. They traded for Nolan Arenado, they have Goldschmidt, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to contend. Um, I think now you have a situation where a young kid finally gets an opportunity to play every day on a team that's not expected to win after trading all their guys. So the pressure isn't there. Um, and he's talented. Uh, I love his, I love his, um, you know, plate profile. Like I love the way he, you know, he's definitely a leadoff guy for them next year for sure. 
after this audition. Um, yeah. Well, you don't think they're going to give Victor Robles his like seventh or eighth <laughs> shot well, at the role? Are you? <laughs> don't come at me with Victor Robles. Oh, he <laughs> pissed. He. I was high come, on him. If you're going to come, come harder than Victor Robles. <laughs> um, no, dude, I, I, I'm in. If he's like, if if you're in a keeper league, you know, or a dynasty league, whatever it is. Um, he's somebody that, and I'm out of it. He's definitely somebody that I'm looking at to put on my roster for next year. But, and certainly if I'm in it, you know, he could be a solid source of runs. They still got Juan Soto batting third. So, you know, if he can get on base, you know, you can definitely get some help in the speed category also. Like I, I'm, I'm in on, on Lane Thomas. I like him as a player. Frank, are you as excited as Sammy is? I am, you know, we said how he's leading off, but I want to draw some attention that points to the logjam in St. Louis. Like, this isn't the first time he, he showed flashes. If we look back in 2019, when he was in AAA, he hit 10 home runs and stole 11 bases with a 268 average and only 304 plate appearances. Then he was called up that year, and he slashed 316, 409, 684 slugging with four homers in, in a small sample of uh, 44 plate appearances. So it's not like he hasn't shown these little glimpses in the past. And now that he has an opportunity with no pressure on a non-contending team, hitting leadoff, hitting in front of a stud like Juan Soto, I mean, definitely got to consider him. I'd definitely pick him up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's also got a baby face like Frank. So, I mean. <laughs> I, and I, I will say, like, I know, we, you know, it's become a little bit of a running joke. Like, oh, you know, these guys leave the Cardinals and then they become successful elsewhere. At some point it does have to be a question about the Cardinals organization. Like how are you, how are you letting these guys who are all competent and some sometimes more than competent major leaguers get away? And how are you letting them get away for next to nothing? Randy, I mean, between, yeah. between Randy Rosarena, between Luke Voigt, between Patrick wisdom, um, between Adelise Garcia, Lane Thomas. Jeez. I don't, I don't know that I could tell you, the player that they got back, I think, like Sammy, wasn't it like who was that lefty reliever for the Yankees, like Chasen Shreve? Yeah, like, wasn't wasn't that <laughs> who they was. traded Luke yeah. Voigt for? Yep. Like at some wow. point, at some point, you got to get at least legitimate talent. I understand, you know, the outfield is Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader. Bader has that defensive value, so maybe you're thinking, you know, we're not going to push any of these guys out. But if there's a logjam and you're going to get rid of somebody, I feel like, you know, you have to get some sort of return on those guys. I also think where they come from also is a big deal here too, right? Like they, he, you know, coming St. Louis is a, a pretty, you know, uh, you know, reputable franchise, right? Like they've produced some pretty good talent, you know, and you know, so, you know, hey, it's kind of like if somebody traded, it's kind of like the Joe Ryan to the Minnesota Twins, right? Oh, Joe Ryan came from Tampa Bay. He's an arm from Tampa Bay. He must be good. And so you kind of look at him and, and pay a little bit more attention. Sure. Yeah. Or arms from the Pirates that go to Tampa Bay. Those turn <laughs> um, We've got three more guys to get to. We're going to lump these next two together because uh, they're on the same team. They have the exact same batting average since uh, they were brought up to Texas. Uh, it's Leody Tavares and DJ Peters. And the reason they're on here is because they have two very unique skill sets. Um, and really, so this is about if you're looking for specific categories. 
So since Leone Tavares was recalled, he's hitting um, 209 with three home runs, seven RBIs, seven runs, and five stolen bases in a little over two weeks. Since DJ Peters was traded from the Dodgers to the Rangers, he's hitting 209 with 10 home runs, uh, 26 RBIs, and 18 runs. Frank, is there is there a world in which you're taking a chance on either of these guys? I did take a chance uh, in one of my leagues picking up Leody Tavares because coming into the year, he was he was a popular late-round pick to, t- uh, to target for his stolen base upside. He really let us down. Now, since he got caught, called up, he's showing that, showing what made him so appealing. And the fact that he's chipping in a little bit of power with this speed puts him ahead of DJ Peters for me, just because it's it's easier to find uh, DJ Peters' power. So I would I would definitely take the chance on Leody Tavares just because of how scarce uh, speed is. Yeah, um, I I will say I have I took a chance on both of them. Um, in particular, in the league that Sammy and I are in together, it's an OPS league. So even though DJ Peters' power is more readily available, you know, I thought let's let's give it a shot. If he's going to play every day, they're both going to play every day. Um, I think these are the types of guys that you know they're not the Frank Swindells where you put them, you just lock them in your lineup. But they're the type of guys that if I would rather use my bench spot right now on a guy where if it clicks, I'm getting real a real asset then use my bench spot on say like lorenzo kane like if i if i wasn't forced to start either lorenzo kane or leody Tavares, leody Tavares is on my team 10 times out of 10 at this point in the season because i'm looking at his his rolling breakdowns again on Statcast. everything is trending up um you know the expected uh you know woba is trending up the expected slug is trending up um, it's all over major league average, which when you're talking about slug and hard hit percentage and things like that, the fact that a guy with that speed is actually above major league average in those things. And I know it's not currently correlating, but that's what we're talking about. Like if, if somebody has, you know, a 38, he's got a 38% hard hit rate right now. And he also has game changing speed for you. Why not? Yeah. Why not see, the K rate is also going down. Um, so even if he's not getting a lot of hits right now, he, him, he and DJ Peters are both over, even though the Rangers have four runs currently in this game. But so why you're, not? You're, saying, you're saying you would take Leody Tierras over, over Lorenzo Kane? I would. If I, if I was in a situation where they're not in my starting lineup, like if I had enough outfield starters and I, need, I wanted an outfield bat on the bench just in case. I needed right. somebody for okay. a week. Right. I would rather have Leody Tavares because I think I know what I'm getting with Kane and it's fine, but I well, don't want, a, I don't want a guy a on my bench to be fine. What, what happens if you have a spot in your lineup? I think I'm, I think I'm most of the time taking Kane unless I really need stolen bases because that's the only thing where I can tell you right now, Tavares has a surefire advantage. He has to get on base obviously, but this is a guy who, you know, can do what Miles Straw did last week and steal three bases in a game. And if you're in a head-to-head, that's a game changer for you. That could win a week. I feel like we've so, been waiting years for Leody Tavares. I've heard that name bandied about yeah. so often. Yeah. Like, is this like the prodigal son returning of some some crap like that? Is that the I right mean, is that the right phrase, by the way? 
It would be the right phrase. Yeah. He, he is only 23 years old, though. So That's what I'm saying. Like, he's been around for like a few years now, and he's only 23. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, These kids are coming and up then, earlier and earlier, man. It's insane. And then DJ Peters, you know, he was an interesting prospect for the Dodgers. I, I probably think, like, I'll, I'll be honest right now, and Sammy, you get the advantage because, you know, you, you know I'm, I'm probably going to cut him in our league this week. But he's worth I think if you really. I'm not. No, I know. Me. I'm just saying. I'm gonna pick somebody else up. So you okay, know, you better you better snipe me on some of this. I'm but I, sniping, I, man. I'm looking for but, the uh, I'm looking for the Aladdins of the uh, the diamonds in the rough. You know yes. what I'm saying? I'm all what? about the Disney. I'm all about the Disney stuff. This you know Disney. Well, you have Empire. a you have a young daughter, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, but you know, DJ Peters is only 25 years old. He's getting consistent run. So kind of you know, if you really need power, why not? Um, but I think, Frank, if you want power, you're a little higher on the last guy we're going to talk about, who is also a young player. Uh, it's Bobby Dalbeck, who's still only rostered in 41% of Yahoo League. So he's what? not. He's what not, are we doing uh, out there, folks? What are not, we doing? He's not What's crazy happening? rostered right now. He's only 26 years old. Um, if you look at his, his splits, he's hitting 270 in, this, in the month. Three home runs, ten RBIs, five runs, but he is hitting two eighty one in the second half of the season with eleven home runs, thirty five RBIs. So the batting average is kind of ticked up, and we know about that power. Frank, is that why you're excited? Absolutely, and you you know he was he was highly touted coming into the year for his huge power upside. Uh, since the all-star break, like you said, hitting 281, slugging 615, 11 home runs in only 47 games. And he's been really consistent. Like August, he hit 339, only struck out 18 times in 62 at-bats, not as bad as his usual. Uh, I, I know he strikes out like crazy, but anytime you see a young player with some prospect pedigree show this growth and what, this is his... I believe this is his first full season, correct? Yeah. 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 In his yeah. first full year, down the stretch, really showing these improvements, you have to pounce. And he also really hits lefties well. So if you're in a in a position where you can, uh, you know, just play matchups with him, you can just fire him up against a lefty. Fully agree. And I'm a biased Red Sox fan, um, but I, right. I agree. That's right. I, Strike your opinion from the record, my friend. Yeah. I do worry <laughs> that he's a – that he – becomes a little bit of like a platoon bat as the, I mean, not this year, but as his, as his future, um, you know, with Tristan Cassis coming up. But if you're looking for a bat right now, I think he's being severely overlooked. So I, I, I would like agree. Him, I feel like him and Andrew Vaughn are very similar and maybe not similar in, in skill sets, but like just in terms of their development this year, where they kind of struggled early on, you know, couldn't find their footing and then, like, hey, they got their got their stuff together, figured it out, and you know, all producing. Yeah, the only, I mean, yes, I I agree in that respect. The only difference is that Dalbeck's outs were much more uh, of a focal point because they're big strikeouts. Whereas Vaughn is a contact hitter; he wasn't yeah. striking out as much, yeah, so I'm not, everybody kind of thought he could figure yeah. it out. At some, yeah, point. it's not, uh, it's not, you know, you know, exactly similar. I'm just talking about more of their. Um, prospect trajectory so to speak in terms of production and what what struggles they went through yeah um we're gonna end right now with one last thing i'm throwing at both of you without putting it on the rundown but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go first just so uh you know i'll give you some time to think about it but 
let's just give people one player who is likely on waivers or maybe you recently just picked up on waivers or maybe Frank, somebody who's been hot in DFS lately, who's not a typical starter um, who you think is at least intriguing. So it's more of like telling people to look into not necessarily like definitely go out and roster this guy. Like for example, I'm going to bring up Seth beer. Seth beer has only played four games right now for the diamondbacks. Um, He was an interesting prospect of note at, at Clemson, who was, you know, didn't really perform at the minor league level like people thought he would coming out of college. Um, seems like maybe he's a 20 homer bat instead of something larger. But Arizona's not going anywhere, so they're likely going to give him a shot. And I think if you are in a deep league and you're just trying to throw whatever at the wall and see if it sticks, I think this is a guy who can potentially be a really solid major league hitter and is going to get some run at the end of the year. So I would say, keep an eye on, on Seth beer. Also, you just want to root for a guy named beer. I know yeah. it's cliche. Get his Jersey. Get yeah. his Jersey. You got to do it. <laughs> um, Frank or Sammy, do you have, do you have a guy? Uh, do, can we do, do you need an arm or no? Yeah, go arm. arms. Fine. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I always, I've never done extra credit like in school. I've never, <laughs> I needed to. So, I'll do that here. Uh, for a bat, I like uh, what's his name, Yoshi Sutsugo. I don't even yeah. know how to say it right. Sutsugo. Uh, I love the position versatility. Uh, I think he's going to get a chance to play every day in Pittsburgh. This guy was, um, you know, the home run king over there. I, I don't know if he was Korean in Japan, Korean in Japan right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, power could be a good source of power there. Uh, arm on the arms, Joe Ryan. I love this dude. I literally have a man crush on Joe Ryan. Like the fact that his goldie golden falling hair or whatever it's called reminds me of DeGrom, but in terms of that, but good source of strikeouts. I like that, you know, being on the twins, you know, good offense can get him some run support there. Uh, so yeah, Yoshi Tsutsugo and Joe Ryan. Very nice. Um, and to, to your point, the twins beat writer did say Joe Ryan said he was more in shock than pain. After being hit in the wrist, so Pro um, Football and... Doc actually retweeted my tweet. Oh, nice! Good for you. Was, Twitter was, famous. This is a crowning achievement for a Twitter voyeur to get a retweet by like some notable verified nice. Twitter person. Good for you. Right? So Joe Ryan has real. He has real pirate facial hair too, which that's, I appreciate. That's true. That's true. Reminds yeah. me of Jack Sparrow from Pirates. Of the <laughs> yes, he's yeah. and he looks yeah um, exactly like. Yo, Disney movies all day, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, Frank, he should, be, he should be able to make his next start. Actually, came back negative, so you know, you know, plug him in. Nice, Frank. You want to take us home with a with a name? For me, I'll go with someone who's rostered in seven percent of Yahoo leagues, and that's Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins. We look at what he was doing in AAA. He had ten home runs. He was slashing three forty eight, four hundred six, six fifty two, and then since he's called, been called up, he has ten homers and one hundred ninety one plate appearances. But if we look lately in September, he's slashing. I know he's hitting 244, but he's slugging 585 with four homers in 11 games. And he's got that power upside that can help uh, push you over the edge down the stretch in home runs and deeper leagues. If it's a shallow pick, I might go with Randall Gritchuk, another J. He's rostered in 51% of leagues. He's hitting 419 in, in. September, so it's just another piece of that red hot offense. Although they're about to get shut out, 
tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they are, of course. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was totally unplanned. Um, off the dome from the two of you. Thank it's you true. very much. I'm very just, proud of myself. I gave you two guys. Yeah, just <laughs> filling people. I'm usually just, not that kind of quick-witted with this stuff. I just want to throw just, it out there. Just filling people with the knowledge. Without It's not so planned. Good. You know, it just yeah. comes from the heart. Um, thank you very much, Frank, for being here. Before you take off, you want to tell people uh, where they can find your writing. I know you're transitioning into football, so you feel free to plug some of your football work as well. All right. Sounds good. So on Twitter, you can find me at TFJ. I'm always ready to get in a debate or discussion. Love talking sports. Uh, my baseball work, you see, I've been focusing on DFS. You'll find that at Rotoballer. And for football, I've been writing weekly matchups column on Rotoballer, along with other sites like 4 for 4 Football and the Game Day. So you could catch me there. But it's been a pleasure talking some baseball here with you. These are yeah. definitely helpful hitters down the stretch to really uh, help you move up in those standings yeah yeah we and we appreciate you coming on frank selling that that matchup article short by the way you everybody should go check that out frank covers every single game in detail like every worthwhile fantasy player from every game and he does it every week how many words was that first one that was a lot it was like ten thousand. yeah I wanted to take on this huge article on my own just to try to like to as a challenge and yeah, it takes long, but it's fun. The the I do only the Sunday games though. The Monday nighter and the Thursday right. nighter are written by someone. Redhead stepchildren else. games. Yeah. Right. Redhead stepchildren. No disrespect to redhead stepchildren. If you're yeah. listening, doubtful <laughs> you are, but if you are, Frank's a smart dude. He's writing ten thousand words about all these games. You should go check it out. Check out the DFS work. Um, check out all the work at, at Rotoballer, which we're doing to carry you through the baseball season. And then um, also transitioning into football as well. Sammy. We all are. We all are. We're all transitioning we, to football. I think, are you ready to give up after that one Jets I am game? Not. Or are you still, I'm actually okay. more emboldened after week one as a Jets fan. I am more really? emboldened. Yes. Absolutely. I am not as a Bills fan. As that a season ticket a, holder, I am a, emboldened. We are going to have a, a good season. It was a tough one. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Frank, we appreciate you being on everybody. We're going to take you home with one final episode next week, and then we will see you baby in the off season until then. Enjoy your baseball.